smart for this. I am so excited to be back on the mic today. I sound so lame saying shit like that. I honestly do. But I am excited because this week, like I said in the last episode, I've just been noticing that y'all are really into the solo episodes. So I decided to do another one this week about a very highly requested topic, which is goal setting. And I wanted to do this at this particular time in the year because it is, we're entering Q4 for my corporate girlies, Q4, the last three full months of the year. These are usually jam-packed months. I mean, if you are anything like me, you already know that September itself has just been so busy. So honestly, going into this quarter, um, I already feel a little like overwhelmed. And I want to just talk about how I'm setting goals, the most helpful books and podcasts and things like that that have helped me set goals and the new strategy that I'm going to use for these next three months. And then maybe we can hold each other accountable. I don't even know, but I just want to get into it. First of all, let me just start by saying that setting annual goals is really, really annoying because I don't know about y'all, but especially if you're similar age to me where you're like post-grad or in your 20s, you know that so much can change in a year. So setting annual goals to me, like it's been my strategy up until now. And I honestly, this year has taught me that it's stupid. Like at this point, like why are we even doing that? So I want to talk to you all about how I'm going to be setting quarterly goals and what the Q4 goals are going to look like. But before we get into that, I just want to give a quick life update on how I'm doing because you guys have been asking for that too. I'll keep it short and sweet. I'm doing well. Launching a product was definitely a exciting thing, but it was also pretty stressful because I don't know. It wasn't the timeline that I wanted, but it's the timeline that had to work for enough people to get their robes. So that's the tea. Um, so I just feel like a lot of stuff was just like overwhelming for me personally, but I got it done. You guys are loving the robes and that's what matters to me. And I'm so excited because like I've learned so much already in starting a business. So let me know if you'd want an episode about starting a business and what it took and all that. I'm trying to share that more on my TikTok, but if you want an episode dedicated to it, we can do that too. We can make it happen. But being in New York has been so nice. I feel like I'm like fall in New York is me in my true element, but we are going to go back to LA for November and December, obviously, because it's cold as hell in New York and we don't need to experience that. So I am excited for that too. Work has been pretty good, honestly. Like my manager was working on our huge new announcement on shorts um, about revenue share. So things were a little bit crazy, but now um, I'm just excited. I feel good about Q4. I'm hopefully, I'm looking out for hopefully preparing for a promotion, but you know, I am really glad that I never quit my full-time job. I know a lot of people have always asked like, what would you do? What would you do? Like, why haven't you quit? And I think the answer is this, like, girl, I need stability to feel safe. And when I would just start a business, having a full-time job stability so that I could throw all the money I make from influencing into my business was just such a great, like, 
financial situation to be in. And it's left me feeling like even if everything failed around me, if I didn't have influencing and if I didn't have the road business, I would still have a really great financial life. And that's really calming for me. So shout out to my job. I think that's all for our life update at the moment. I can't think of anything else. It's literally eight o'clock in the morning. So I don't know where my brain is at. But today I want to jump in to goal setting. And so I'm going to start by telling you all how I used to set goals in the past and how I'm going to set them going forward. So I used to set goals like everybody else at the end of the year and at the beginning of the year. And then usually, obviously, those weren't going to be as um, helpful of goals. And I would constantly be like rewriting and revisiting them because everything would change in my life and I wouldn't know what I really wanted anymore, blah, 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 blah. Like, for example, at the beginning of this year, my goals were to grow my podcast with Betches to millions of downloads and to grow all of my social channels so that I could quit my full-time job. Like, yes, I did kind of want that at that time. Like, that was what I was aiming towards. And obviously, the Betches podcast did not work out because it was just not aligned and my job, like it was just not working for me. And so I had to make the hard decision to quit that. Then I decided to make the decision to move to LA for work. Then I came back here. Like I had so many different goals nine, 10 months ago than I have right now. And I felt a lack of or I felt a lot of the feeling of failure this year. I think I felt really, really Honestly, y'all, like I've it's been down bad. Like podcast not going as I had hoped to my grandma passing away in the middle of a move to just so many things that have popped up that just have just made me feel like a failure. And I think that's because I put pressure such pressure on myself to do things in like an undefined but arbitrary time time block that like it doesn't really happen, you know? So With all of that being said, I feel as though it's important from now on to use shorter time blocks to set goals within. Think about where you're going to be a year from now. Like so much could change. So a part of what inspired me to start thinking this way is a book that I picked up when I was on vacation, which is called The 12-Week Year. And I think I might have mentioned it to you guys already. I'm not sure. I might have just written it down. But The 12-Week Year essentially distills and boils your life into these 12-week segments. You essentially distill your life into these 12 weeks. And in that time, people can get more done in 12 weeks than they have in an entire year, which I think is like, um, at first I was like, what? And then I was like, sign me up. So in this way of thinking, every week is a month and every day is a week, basically. So you have to accomplish certain tasks upon each day and each week to hopefully get to where you would get in a year. You know, It's not directly a year is a week or whatever, but it is a really helpful way to reframe because if you can do, like imagine if you really gave your all to one or two goals for three months, 
what would happen? Like, how would your life change? Like, I think about that a lot when it comes to like health, because I see a lot of people who are like, I changed this for three months and now I have this completely different body or have this, or my health has improved X amount. And I think that that's something for me that has always been really inspiring. So I'm like, oh my God, like this is helpful for me because I have an issue with assigning permanence. And I have never heard anyone talk about this before in the way that I experienced it, which was if something bad were to happen, I would see, or something, or anything was to happen, I would sort of assign permanence to it. So, for example, I'm in a fight with my boyfriend. This is like before I recognized what I was doing. I would be in a fight with my boyfriend, and immediately I would go to, we're gonna break up. Like, this can no longer work because we're having this specific fight right here. And sometimes I still struggle with that. Sometimes I'm still like, I'll be in an argument with him and I'll be like, well, it's never going to work. Like, we're going to have to break up. And it's over, like, the way he looked at me while I was switching the TV channel. Like, girl, you're not breaking up. Like, I just think that sometimes I would, in an effort to protect myself, believe that things had to end if they weren't going perfectly and that really messed with me. So even at work, it's like, if I, oh, if I don't like this project, like I can no longer have, it's like, I would see it as very black and white. Like, yes, this is going to work or yes, it's not, or no, it's not going to. And that would be, that's a very like sad mindset to be in because you can't see nuance. You can't see what's good. You can't see the opportunity that might be in front of you. And I think that that's how I would look at goals too, especially when they're in this like annual format where it's like, I'm either going to do this or I'm going to do this and it's going to take this out of me and I'm going to be this person. It was just like, I feel like I was trapping myself. And as someone who struggles with perfectionism a lot, like I was really trapping myself in this mindset of it's yes way or it's, what is it? It's my way or the highway type of behavior. And like, that was so unnecessary for everyone involved. In this like mindset of permanence where it's like, oh, so after I had this realization that I was assigning permanence to things that didn't need to be assigned permanent, I recognized that life comes in waves and your goals come in waves too. So I guess I always grew up thinking that whatever goal you had would be the goal forever. And then once you accomplished that, you were done. Like you didn't have to do anything else. But that's not really the case. Like I think you all have even noticed in my content, like over the last two years, I've gone through multiple different niches, multiple different interests. And I think it goes back to the original point that I made when I relaunched this show in July, which is that you can be multifaceted. You can be more than one thing. And that goes along with your goals. But if you are not focused on anything in that embracing of your multifacetedness, you also are going to lose out because when you don't focus, you don't get things done and then you can't enjoy all of those parts of yourself. So the point of this is just to say like things come in waves and it's important for us to plan our lives around those waves as opposed to attempting to balance everything we ever wanted to do into every single day of our lives. So that's why I've decided to do this 12-week year thing, like for real, for real. And I want to talk with you all about how I'm implementing it. 
So that is going to come next, but I first want to dive into a few books that, in addition to the 12-week year, have helped me figure out how to set goals and the principles I'm applying from those into this experiment of my life. So the first one is The Defining Decade. So if you haven't read this already, you definitely need to pick it up. It's essentially a book about how your 20s are a time for really figuring out what you want instead of like following society society's opinions about how you should just use your funnies your 20s just use your 20s to have fun it actually talks about how you need to be a little bit more strategic and I think that can sound overwhelming when you're hearing me talk about what it is to you right now but in fact it was really helpful for me because for example like if you are a woman who wants to have children which I'm not personally sure that I ever want to be pregnant but whatever That's a story for a different day. If you are a woman who wants to have children, like you do have maybe a timeline that you want to focus on. Or if you are a man who really wants to move back to another country, or if you're a man who wants to have children even, you do need to think about a timeline when you're looking at your 20s too, and therefore you need to create your life around that timeline sometimes. So I really love this book, and I think you should definitely read that if you are going to before you're sort of setting goals, etc. Another book is Atomic Habits. This is an incredible read. It's a bestseller. It's been a bestseller for years at this point. And it's so important to understand how our brains work and how to develop habits before we start setting goals. Because goals are just consistently meeting your habits, right? Like goals are just changing your behavior so that you can accomplish something new. And in order to reach goals, you have to be a different person. And Atomic Habits really dives into how to effectively do that. So those are two reads that I would start with. So those two books are something that I would start with in addition to the 12-week year if you want to do this as well. But Setting these quarterly goals for me, I have had to start with a similar framework that I use to create my own rituals because I think goals can often be a way that you are creating your own rituals. You know, they can be a way for you to develop on your self care routines, etc. Most of the time, we're not setting goals because we hate ourselves. We're setting goals because we love our lives and we want more. And so I think it's important to remind yourself that you're not doing this as a way to hate yourself or you're not asking yourself to increase the amount of times you go to the gym because you are being mean to yourself. Like, no, you're actually doing it because you love yourself and you're doing it out of an act of self-care. And that's why it can be such a great ritual. So if we can reframe our goals instead of being these big, intense, scary things that we have to accomplish, they're actually an act of self-care. And so that's why it's important to start with the feeling. So how do you want to feel at the end of this? So my 12-week year is starting to where it's going to actually end around my 24th birthday. And I feel like my year of 23 has felt very emotional, very much lessons, 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 lessons on top of lessons. And I've had to really cope with how to take care of my mental health while so much around me felt like it was crumbling. That's why the feeling is where I'm starting here. By the time I turn 24, I want to turn this around. I want to feel accomplished. I want to feel like myself. Like I feel like a lot of this year I have not felt like myself and getting back to that requires 
consistency. It requires discipline. It requires creating space for myself to be creative and creating space for myself to enjoy my days and be a little less rigid and be a little more connected with myself. And that's something I felt like I had been missing. Part That's part of the reason I moved to LA because I could, felt like I could connect with myself a little bit more there. With all that being said, start with the feeling. So for me, I want to feel one, like I'm in my like content creativity groove. I want to feel creative and I want to feel like I found a groove in content creation that I haven't had in a while. I also want to feel healthy and strong. Health has been something that has plagued my life, plagued my mindset since I was 15 years old. And after ignoring it for a while and and being really irresponsible with how I treated my body, which was just a part of how I was coping with having a chronic illness. If you all don't know, I have MS and I've had it since I was 15. And taking control of my health, I've started to recognize is not just a physical thing because physically, like, I can't really get there. Like, I'm just, I feel sick to my stomach when I think about physical health. It's actually been such a mental change for me. So continuing to build on that relationship with my body, heal the relationship with my body and start to really take care of myself from a place of love as opposed to a place of resentment. That's how I want to feel by the time I turn 24. As I enter my mid-20s, like I have so much going for me. I have so many opportunities. I have such a great life and I want to be able to enjoy it while feeling present and while feeling healthy. And so those are the two feelings I start with when I'm setting goals for anything. Even when I was doing this podcast before, I used to set goals annually in like six categories, in financial, in personal, in relationship, in all these different things. What I've recognized is that you can't focus on six different categories of your life always at once. Sometimes you need to focus on one thing for a few months Get that into your routine, make it a part of your personality, a part of who you are, and then you can go ahead and implement something else. But for example, like when I was younger and growing up, I used to never do, or even like in college, I never used to do skincare or make my bed, right? It wasn't until for a while I started focusing on having those super clean, like cl- keeping my apartment and keeping my dorm room really clean and taking care of my skin and my hair. Those had to be a focus for a little bit before they became my new normal. So a great word and a great way that I like to talk about creating a new normal is something I learned from holisticism, which is a new energetic minimum. So energetic minimums are these like concept, these like baselines, basically. It's like a new baseline. So if you make $60,000 a year, for example, like that's your income baseline and that's where you're comfortable living. So if you had to go back to making $40,000 a year, you would be uncomfortable. And like, that's no longer something that like you can fathom anymore because you make $60,000 a year, you know? As you increase your income over time and you go from 60 to 80 to 100, your baseline becomes whatever that like salary is and you expect to have that much money in your bank account all the time subconsciously. And so that's what we do when we create new habits. And that's why when you're creating a new habit, sometimes you really just need to focus on it for a little bit so that it can become part of your new baseline. So with all of that being said, I want to talk about what I am doing for my 12-week year and the two areas of life I'm focusing on. 
So I started to decide what I wanted to focus on based on one, what felt most pressing, but two, the parts of my life that I didn't feel like I had great control over. So parts of my life I do feel like I have great control over are my job. I feel like I have a great rhythm at work. I feel like I have great systems for doing what I need to do at my job. But when it comes to my content, I feel like that constantly changes. And not. For, and I think my YouTube and my long-form content and like this podcast are in a really great place. And that's because I spent so much time earlier this year focusing on what I wanted to build with, these, with the podcast and with YouTube. However, my short-form content, thanks to just like the constant changing of all of these algorithms, I feel like I haven't found my groove there. And that's something that I want to focus on over the next 12 weeks. The other thing is with my physical and mental health. So uh, there are parts of that like walking that I have down. Like I walk 10 to 12,000 steps every day. Like I just make it a priority and it's really great for my mental health. But getting in consistent workouts is something I've struggled with. And I had a sort of good connection to it earlier this year. But after my grandmother passed, I got off, off track. And that's something I want to bring back into my life. And so For example, when I'm looking at these goals that I'm setting for the next 12 weeks, a lot of them are basic things that a lot of people already have worked out into their daily, weekly, whatever routine, but they aren't necessarily things that are, for me, my daily routine. So if you, for example, know that you're a morning person and you want to become someone who wakes up at 5 a.m., that's a great thing to have as part of your 12-week year as a personal goal. But it's not something that like, for me, I've become a morning person already. I already have a consistent wake-up routine at 5.30 in the morning. So that's not something I have to focus on. I I am not good at going to the gym three times a week, and I am not good at eating at home 80% of the time, which is the two goals that I'm setting for myself. So the goal for this is that in 12 weeks, these will be a part of my energetic minimum. These will be a part of my baseline. And that's how I'm approaching it with this, with these things specifically, because I want to be this person that has these things down pat. Continuing with this 12-week year goal setting, some important things that the 12-week year author recommends that you do are the following. So the first is having strategic sessions that you have every single week to help you check in on your goals. The second is having an accountability partner. So you all are going to be my accountability partner. That's why I'm telling you about these goals. That's why I'm telling you about this whole opportunity to set your own goals, etc. And then additionally, there is daily tasks that you need to complete in order to meet your goals. So here's what it looks like for me. I have two goals right now. We'll use the health one as the example since we've already alluded to it here. My health goal is to make working out um, and taking care of my mental and physical health a part of my energetic minimum, a part of my baseline. And so how do I do that? One, by walking 12,000 steps every single day. That's one of the tasks that goes under these goals. So every day I have to check off that I walked 12,000 steps. The reason it's 12 is because I'm typically at 10. I average like 10,000 steps a day, which is like the health recommended one. But I wanted to make this a little bit more of a challenge, especially as we get into the colder months. Like I, I know seasonal depression is on its way and movement is something that really helps me feel better. So I made it 12. It's important to make your goals challenging in some way, shape or form to just prove to yourself that you can do them. If you want to know more, read the book 12 week year. 
Then um, the other task that's associated with that is eating at home 80% of the time. I suck at this. I feel like cooking for one person is horrible. I hate it. It's expensive. It's annoying. I'm like, I just spent $20 getting groceries at the store. Half of these are going to go bad. I may as well have just gotten sushi, you know? But no, we are working on clean eating at home, period. That's the other one. Eat at home 80% of the time. I said 80% because... And that includes like if I eat at the office, that includes eating at home because I'm not buying it. But that's important to me because I really need to be better about this. It's a waste of money. You don't know what's in your food when it's processed. It can contribute to inflammation, which is really bad for MS. It's something I've known I needed to do for a long time. It just hasn't been a priority while I was building these other businesses, you know? Those are two important steps. And then the third one is working out three times per week with weights. I wanted to be all gung-ho and be like, work out every single day for 12 weeks. I wanted to be like, let me work out five times a week. And then I stopped and I was like, what's going to have the most impact with the least amount of resistance from me? Yeah, that's where you have to stop and take a breath. And you're like, wait, oh, overwhelming myself with a goal just to prove I can do it, just to feel something is not productive. You have to think about who you are as a person and create, and things don't have to always be hard and challenging for them to be impactful. And that's how I had to stop and be like, instead of forcing myself to do 15,000 steps a day, what's realistic? 12, because you already are at 10, so you could definitely increase and walk a little bit more. When it comes to working out, I consistently have done it for three times per week before. I know I can do it, so I'm going to do it this way. And there's definitely some psychological shit behind that, and that's why I think it's important. But you don't think about the path of least resistance towards where you're going. I know I can change my body by working out three times per week with weights. You know, like I've seen people do it before. I've seen changes in myself when I've done it like that before. And I also know my schedule is so busy that if I want to prioritize other things like social events or spending time with my boyfriend, three times per week is more than enough. So those are my three tasks that need to be done every week. And the book says that typically people who accomplish 85% of their tasks per week reach their goal. So it's important for me to also give myself that wiggle room where it's like, if you don't do it 100% of the time, you're still going to be okay. But the goal should always be to do it 100% of the time. So this has sort of been my deep dive into goal setting, into how I am approaching the next three weeks. I really am happy that I've found something like this that can help me focus in on different parts of my life for a shorter amount of time instead of assigning permanence to a goal where it's like I have to do this for the rest of time for forever. It gives me more time to actually sit and reflect and decide what's important to me and why and for me to try things out. And if I don't like them, it's only 12 weeks. The cool thing also about the 12-week years is you give yourself a break in between the 12 weeks. So it'll be like December, like holiday season when I get done with these goals being like the focus of my life. And so that'll be time for me to reset and be like, hey, like 
what do I really want to do next? What did I learn from this, this experience? The theme of my year has just been learning from approaching everything as a learning experience. And so I'm excited to continue with that. But if you're, if this was interesting to you, if you liked this goal setting episode, please DM me and let me know because I'd love to, if you guys want to be accountability partners, if you want to have more connection about goal setting, or if you want me to dive deeper into it, I would love to do that. So let's 100% do that and connect with each other and help each other accomplish our goals. So with that all being said, I do want to do a quick little plug for the robes. This is the last week that pre-orders are going to be open. So if you want to get your hands on a too cozy robe before the end of the year, definitely go ahead and place that pre-order. I am going to do a special discount for my podcast listeners. So if you are a podcast listener, use the code podcast. 20 for 20% off your robe. Oh my God. I'm so excited. You can get them on twocollective.com. Let me know um, if you need anything with that. I love you all so much. Don't forget that you are too smart to not love yourself. And I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Too Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode.